This is a track called Alone With You by Phaserland. It should also be noted that I am always updating the Quite Frankly mixtape that is the official Quite Frankly playlist of all the music that we have used on the show and have not been able to use on the show because of copyright. But guess what? All those restrictions are going away now that we're doing something really, really cool starting tonight. Where's that mixtape, Frank? Oh, it's on the uh, the on-demand section on quitefrankly.tv. It is our Spotify mixtape. There's over 300 songs there now. And uh, I'm really, I really love the mix there. I was listening to it a lot on the way to and from Boston on Saturday for the Spartan race, which was really great. It was a shorter uh, shorter race than uh, than it was at City Field, but it was a little bit tougher. And it was really nice being in that old ballpark for the first time since 1999. And uh, got to go, you know, part of the course, you're running over the, uh, through the monster seats, along the green monster, along the way on the, that final track there. Um, I really had a good time. Me and Anthony out there just uh, doing our thing. We were with a very, very large group, though. So we were held back by, I think, at least an hour. Anthony sent me the times because all of your all of your uh, your times are tracked by the wristband that you wear at these Spartan races. Let me see where the hell it is. Anthony sent me the times. They were pathetic. Total time, one hour, 59 minutes and 38 seconds. Category rank, 5,182 out of 5,302. My, my, if it was just my brother and I, we would have gone through that thing in no later than an hour but we're just you're just waiting for so many people but it was still a lot of fun had a great workout and uh and a really wonderful drive to and fro so um boston i gotta tell you boston you could just you could just tell how old the city is just the plot the way that it's all it just it's very old but it's very well kept and that's the way it was in 1999 when i was there too like after the game that we went to go see between the yankees and the red sox we stayed at the hotel buckminster and it was still there staring me right in the face i said ah i wonder if the interior of that hotel still looks like a key lime pie that's how it that's that that was the the color back then it's just this bright it was crazy but um i remember back then we went to bed that night and the streets were just trashed. You know, just people walking around, a lot of a lot of garbage from the ballpark and all that stuff. But waking up the next morning, you can eat off the sidewalks. It was so pristine. So the same thing could be said about that, my experience this time. It was very, very clean, at least where I was around Fenway Park. And uh, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the experience, so... What else we got? Oh, tonight, just to let you know, it is uh, around uh, intermission time is when we are bouncing off of all platforms except pilled.net. You can go to, and all the links have been provided in the uh, the tweets and the truths and the gabs and the telegram. There is the direct foxhole link. There is also a welcome link if you've never been on pilled before where you get to sign up and you get to, sh- you, you get like, pretty much a little bit of a tutorial there and then there's a direct link to foxhole and then as always if you just want to okay listen i just want to watch the show and i'll figure this out later and i'll register later um 
quitefrankly.tv. That's it. Press play. No paywall, no strings attached, no shenanigans whatsoever, no censorship. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this this night and all the nights with the uh, with the seven o'clock show going forward, and and I hope you have a good time too. So um, big experiment for all of us, but I'm having fun. We did a lot of work over the weekend. A lot of work over the weekend. The coffee is really doing well, and I just got the first person to get in touch with me. Jay Brits. You guys have heard that name before in the Super Chats. Here is uh, Jay Brits sent me that. It's for Jeff, and there's the, quite frankly, Elevation Blend and the uh, the sample package of all those chocolate-covered espresso beans. Those are great. I love the milk chocolate, the dark chocolate, and the cookies and cream one there, too. I uh, I threw the white chocolate ones away. I'm just not a white chocolate guy. Just not working for me, but they were so good, and that is just the bonus. Well, the reason why I put this up here is because Paige from the Coffee Revolution uh, confirmed that Jay Britz was the first customer. But you know what? He was the first of 36 pounds that were moved over the weekend, and I'm so happy that what I hope is coming next is that I got a lot of feedback coming through because uh, just from Jay and another one of our friends out there, they said that not only did they love the coffee, they just loved how aromatic it was. It was very, very potpourri-like in how it filled up the house and made everything smell like the wonderful light roast that it is. I don't know. So I hope uh, I hope you have a good experience. Let me know. I want all the feedback we can get. And uh, sometime over the next couple of days, I'll be able to reveal another amazing relaunch for you on our merch section. This is going to be so exciting. So that's next. Uh, in February or March is when we're going to have the official, quite frankly, mugs available through Coffee Revolution. Uh, I'll talk about that. And why is it taking so long? Because these are going to be handcrafted with clay. We're going to, we, it, it's going to be great. They're going to cost a little bit more, but this is going to be quality that you're just could. It's it's going to be great. So I said, I don't care. I don't care how long it takes. Let's do something awesome like that. So that's what we're getting into, and even more coming your way. Um, another thing I wanted to put up front tonight is uh, uh, just a couple more, a couple more thoughts about um, our friend Albert. We've, we learned about his death uh, last week, and I, I just wanted to take another opportunity to address uh, our buddy Al. I really hated that I had to make that announcement at the end of such a positive show on Thursday night, um, but I was off Friday night, and I knew I wasn't going to be on air, and I did not want to wait all weekend because I didn't want to delay any of the, the help that we could have offered his family or the prayers, especially his wife, Lisa, who... Uh, expresses her deep gratitude toward the the audience because this you know Albert had a lot of friends out there and that's the other thing it's not even just friends it's the loss that I think that really hits a lot of people evenly even if you only just listen to the show for any number of years and that's just it it's just these are characters that we all come to know um, you come to know them through whatever it is they choose to reveal about themselves obviously and it just hurts me very deeply to know that Al had probably a lot more pain that he didn't readily reveal. And I, uh, I'm really going to miss him. And I, I started a thread at the request of a lot of you out there. It's called Albert Thoughts and Memories from the Show. You can put it, it's on the Quite Frankly Forum. I pinned it to the top. 
you can put quotes, you can put clips, you can put reactions. It's on the forum. Uh, the GoFundMe, the GoFundMe link is still there. The family has only a little bit more to go to reach their goal. It's a modest goal, and um, I'll, I'll give this a few days before we can read through some of the best ofs. Maybe on a, on a Friday or something like that. I'll give it a few days to allow, allow these entries to stack up. But I really hope that many of you go in there and and uh, and say a little something. So that's what we do. And um, and I again, I'm sorry that that's the way it had to. We ended the week, but I I was like, well, I didn't want it to wait days. So. Uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. Say a prayer for Al and let's move on to the show, which he loves and is, um, doesn't love any less even now. So let's go and do this. We have a guest tonight that I have been looking forward to having on for a long time and we finally worked it out, finally worked out a topic and a time. And here she is. It is L Lauren. Not my Lauren, but a Lauren, a great Lauren. She goes by some bitch I know, which I, I love. I just love it. It's a testament to her personality just to be so uh, fun like that. She's a real hoot. Well, Lauren, some bitch I know is a purveyor of data. That's what I would say. She has created an intricate news archive system that helps make better connections uh, between stories that may otherwise seem unconnected as they whiz past us during the average 12-hour news cycle well she hosts a show called big dig energy bde big dig energy info that's the name of the show and it's a regular dive into the big news of the day or the news myths of the day in the current age so she's going to be with on on with us tonight to talk about a litany of things including her her data archiving creation and, um, and that's it. And we're going to be carrying that interview into the second half so we can do this in our new, uh, in our new humble abode. Well, the old abode, but just uh, putting a little bit more emphasis on it. I'm really excited about that. Thank you to our sponsors, BlueMonsterPrep.com. It is holiday shopping season. It's in full swing. Get out there and put everybody on the affiliates page as a part of your, uh, your online shopping. All American, all American help, all American products, and uh, and Blue Monster should be at the top of your, on the top of your list because you are essentially giving anybody in your life a chance to start their prepping, and there's plenty of prepping that needs to be done in the coming years, coming months, coming days. So, go ahead and check them out. Uh, let's see here. Yep, that's all I have for you. All right, into the grab bag we go. We have a couple of minutes to do it. And why not? Here's the first one up. It's from the New York Post. Wow. Fed up migrants. The migrants are fed up, ladies and gentlemen. At least a couple of them are. Not nearly enough. Fed up migrants who trekked thousands of miles to the U.S. already heading home. The American dream doesn't exist. You see, this is what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about. As long as the block grants go away, as long as all that money that should not be floating around out there goes away, if there's nothing, if there's nothing that the states can do for people that don't belong there, especially because there's no money to, there's nothing to give, they will self-deport, okay? 
This is a different. This is the difference between social media and reality. The social media reality, which is a fantasy, is hey, come to America. The borders are open, and this is the last chance to get in. The streets are paved with McDonald's dollar menu double cheeseburgers, and then you realize. I'm stacked like rats inside of a repurposed hotel and I'm eating Elio's pizza for five months and the American dream hasn't shown up for me yet. I would love, so here, let's just read a little bit more. Here's the head, uh, the headlines, oh, well, the, uh, the top line. Some Venezuelan migrants who trek thousands of miles to the US in search of a better life are so disheartened they said they're already heading back home. Um, uh, Michael Castellon, 39 told the Chicago Tribune that he had enough after he and his wife and teenage stepdaughter spent five months sleeping either in police precinct or in a crowded city shelter in a now brutally cold, windy city of Chicago. He also has been unable to secure a job permit or enroll his daughter in a local school. This is... What am I supposed to be feel? I feel bad? Anybody promise me this? And said, all you got to do is walk 5,000 miles in that direction. I'd say, I'll, I'll just stay right here. I'll just stay right here. The American dream doesn't exist anymore, said Castellon. I wonder what... I See, if, if I were doing a story like this, if I were the reporter doing this, instead of just getting the, the quotes and, and, and talking... This is another weepy-eyed way of covering the, uh, the migrant crisis that was flung upon us as an act of war... I would ask them, what, what do you, what did you think, Mr. Castellon? What do you think the American dream is or was? I would love to hear that question answered. I would love to hear that. that what did you think was going to happen? Did you think that you were going to get a few acres and a mule? What, what did you think was going on? There's nothing here for us. We just want to be home. If we're going to be sleeping in the streets, we'd rather be sleeping in the streets over there. Perfectly sound logic. Perfectly sound logic. If this country had a shred of self-respect, these people would have been jettisoned back across the border immediately. But then again, they would have never came because the dinner bell wouldn't have rung. So they wouldn't have gotten any silly court dates, certainly no first-class flights into these big cities where they are put up in a hotel and fed and all that other stuff while nothing really happens because there's nothing to do. This is just another example of the difference between social media and reality. This is the American dream now. This is the American dream now, okay? The steady methadone drip of welfare where every need is provided for and every outcome is forced. It's a war upon, <laughs> it's, it's a war against the American dream actually. And they're the weapons, and they're the weapons. But don't let this, the. Uh, don't let this this story make it seem like they're all just leaving. This is a couple of people out of the hundreds of thousands who have arrived across many cities over the last however many months and and that's that. It's just really crazy. It's it's really really insane. The American dream. Anywho, okay, let's go on to something else. Here is South Korea. It's already starting. Industrial robot kills a man in South Korean distribution center. A man in South Korea was crushed to death by a machine which apparently failed to differentiate him from the boxes of produce it was handling. That's right, the machine was big enough, too. The man, 
A robotics company worker in his 40s was in, his, in the process of inspecting the robot's sensor operations at a distribution center for agricultural produce in the Gyeongsang province. The robot, having been tasked with lifting boxes full of bell peppers onto a pallet, appeared to have identified the man as a box, according to a local... But this is not funny. Shut up, Frank. I think it's just because it's a box of bell peppers. How big was the box? Bell peppers are... It's a hollow vegetable. Or are they fruits? Because they have seeds. Uh, the robot, having been tasked with lifting boxes of the bell peppers, appears to have identified the man. The robotic arm pushed the man's upper body down against the conveyor belt, crushing his face and chest. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. He was transferred to the hospital but died later. later. The Dongyusong uh, Export Agricultural Complex, the company owns the vegetable plant, called for safer, improved systems surrounding the testing and implementation of robotics. Well, that's an easy thing to say when somebody gets crushed. I call for safer of these things. Man, keep your eyes peeled in those factories now. Uh, here's another one. This is what we'll leave off with. Samuel Haskell, son of a top Hollywood agent, seen dumping a body in newly released surveillance footage. The son of a top Hollywood agent who was arrested after a woman's torso was found in a dumpster near his L.A. home, was caught on camera disposing of what appears to be part of her body in a California strip mall parking lot. Surveillance footage obtained by TMZ shows Samuel Haskell IV parking his white Tesla next to a dumpster in Encino on Tuesday afternoon before opening the back and taking out what appears to be a large garbage bag. Haskell, 35 years old, can be seen struggling to hoist the unwieldy bag onto his shoulder before tossing it into the dumpster. Two separate clips obtained by the outlet show the unsettling scene from a close-up and farther away. Shocking footage was recorded at the same location where a homeless person scavenging for recyclables stumbled across the torso early Wednesday. Investigators said there was no obvious identifying signs on the torso like tattoos, but they believe it likely belongs to Haskell's missing wife, Mel, or May. M-E-I. I wonder where he learned that from. Jeez. All right. Well, a little bit of Holly Weird for you, a little bit of South Korea, and a little bit of Chicago. There you go. That's all I have in the opening here. Let's get ready and set the table for uh, some bitch I know. She's swinging by. Don't go anywhere. BRB. Who is the better man? Okay. Dr. Martin Luther King, mm -hmm. Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, these are the big questions. You let one ant stand up to us, then they all might stand up. Those puny little ants outnumber us a hundred to one. And if they ever figure that out, there goes our way of life. It's not about food. It's about keeping those ants in line. That's why we're going back. Does anybody else want to stay? Let's ride!
Okay, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. That was the fake show. This is the real show. Actually, this is the fake show too. The real show is the last five minutes. <laughs> that's the that's the real show. So I've only really done only a couple of shows aggregate the entire uh, my entire career since 2006. Though many of you weren't here in 2006. Those were my practice years. But I was pretending. I was pretending. I saw you guys in my mind's eye every night. And I still see many more of you. They haven't arrived yet. We still have millions coming. We have still millions set to arrive. Well, welcome to the show. I want to bring you a little something. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about information tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about society. A little bit about the mind. How sharp can the mind get? How many connections can the mind make? Well, there's one thing I'd like to start off with. It's a little bit of an inverse of that. It's an article from DN, DZN, what is it called? DNYUZ. What does that mean? I guess I'll look into that sometime. DNYUZ, they started a little bit of a uh, thread here that I think is pretty interesting. Now, some of you may attribute a number of obvious factors to what they're about to report on, but this goes back a lot farther than they um, than you think. Here's the headline. Can't think, can't remember. More Americans say they are in a cognitive fog. Got a couple of paragraphs to this before we bring Lauren on. There are more Americans who say that they have serious cognitive issues with remembering, concentrating, or making decisions than any time in the last 15 years. Data from the Census Bureau shows. The increase started with the pandemic. The number of working age adults reported serious difficulty thinking has climbed uh, an estimated 1 million people. About as many adults, 18 to 64, now report severe cognitive issues as report trouble walking uh, as report trouble walking or taking the stairs for the first time since the bureau started asking the questions each month in the 2000s. Okay, so 15 years we're seeing a big uptick though in the last 3 years since 2020. They really hover this around COVID. Now, they're going to cover long COVID, which I know that um, I know just from people in my life, uh, it, it took them a long time to really get back on their feet from whatever was going around. But still, uh, younger adults are driving the trend, they say. The sharp increase captured the effects of long COVID for a small but significant portion of younger adults, researchers say, most likely in addition to other effects of the pandemic, including psychological distress. You remember when the Zells called in earlier on in uh, 2020, and we were talking about this maybe around May, how this was after the initial 15 days of, you know, initial lockdown, I should say. Yeah, initial 15 days. And then um, how it was dragging on, dragging on. And we start realizing the, the impacts of this economically, psychologically, educationally, all of that. And uh, we came to the conclusion, you were Frank calling in, and we're like, uh, you know, uh, this is shock. This is shock trauma. Um, you know, not, not necessarily catatonic, but there's, there's something going on there. There's a time warp we're in. Everything is dilated. It, it was just very weird. And it's kept up since then. So I think that is a major driver, absolutely. But you know, there's something, probably something else there going on that they're not going to cover in this. 
The sharp increase captures the effect of long COVID for a small but significant portion of younger adults, researchers say, most likely in addition to other effects of the pandemic, including psychological distress. But they also say it's not yet possible to fully dissect all the reasons behind the increase. Richard Dietz, an, econ- uh, an economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, analyzed the data and attributed much of the increase to long COVID. These numbers don't do this. They just don't start suddenly increasing sharply like this. Yes, I know. I agree. I agree. Uh, in its monthly current population survey, the census asked a sample of Americans whether they have serious problems with their memory and concentration. It defines them as disabled if they are answered uh as disabled if they answer yes to that question or one or five others about limitations of their daily activities. The questions are unrelated to disability applications, so respondents don't have a financial incentive to answer one way or another. Uh, At the start of 2020, the survey estimated that there were fewer than 15 million Americans ages 18 to 64 with any kind of disability. That rose to about 16.5 million by September of 2023. Here, I got a little bit. Here's, here's, here's one for you. Emmanuel Arguera, or, or Aguirre, a 30-year-old software engineer in the Bay Area, had COVID at the end of 2020. Within a month, he said his life has been transformed. I felt like I was permanently hungover, drunk, high, and in brain freeze all at once. He stopped dating, playing video games, and reading novels, though he managed to keep his job working remotely. And they go on and on and on there. Heather Carr, 31, sold agricultural machine parts in Syracuse, New York, but two coronavirus infections left her largely bedbound and barely able to string together a basic train of thought. She had trouble staying awake while driving and eventually had to give up her job. Now, I mean, you jump into that and there's a lot of things I'm sure you can you can think of that could contribute to something like this. But there is, I would have to say, a very strong factor here, the fog of war. More specifically, the fog of fifth-generation warfare. And we talk about this a lot. Psychological warfare morphed into mind war. What's going on there? The ability to conquer people uh, without them even having the inkling of fighting. To win the war before it actually even breaks out and to win it inside of the mind. And there's just so many layers to so many stories that that it, it, it becomes so convoluted, you're almost encouraged to say, I give up. I give up tracking the story. I give up tracking that story. Because really, what is there a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow if I figure it out anyway? Is anybody going to get arrested? What's going to happen? You know, I, I understand that I'm, you know, you're working on yourself. You're giving yourself uh, an ability to be able to communicate with people around you, and maybe, uh, and maybe that's the best thing that we can do is just build a larger community and and uh, and 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 be able to open up those lines of communication and and new bold conversations that uh, that totally differ and go off the beaten path. You know, disinformation to dabble with dis and misinformation and malinformation—that's probably the best thing you can do these days. But. Um, but that's what I was contemplating. It's the fog of fifth generation warfare, no doubt. Uh, now, our next guest, who should be on with us uh, any second now, our next guest, let me just make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, hold on. She said she's getting sorted. 
So she's getting sorted right now. Don't worry. She's on her way. Our next guest, Lauren, some bitch I know. That is the um, the tagline, her tag on Twitter. You can go check that out inside of the description of the episode, along with her website. Uh, she is a purveyor of data, like I said. And I also like the way that she runs her show. Uh, it's not all, only about doing deep dives and also to do them on the fly. That's the that's the great thing. Just just to kind of work with the audience, interact, and uh, and uncover gems. Hidden gems along the way. And I think that's the best thing here that she does is really sift through data. And she has the mind for it and the personality to hopefully not let it completely drag her down into the weeds like everybody else and and bog them. But she has created an intricate news archival system that helps make better connections between stories that otherwise seem unconnected, as I said in the beginning, as they whiz past us during the average what seems to be 6 to 12 our news cycles big dig energy is the name of the show it's a dive into big news items of the current age and into the life of its host lauren and uh, she has a great time with her audience tonight we'll discuss her work the past and the future society of our society and whatever else distracts us along the way so uh, i think that's what we're going to do we're going to take a little bit of a break to give her another couple of seconds and when we come back she will be here so don't go anywhere, ladies and gents. BRB. Hey guys, I'm in New York City just hanging out. Cute little dog you've got there. But hold on, in a previous life he could have been George Washington. Nice cat. Perhaps Annie Oakley? And look at him, why it's Napoleon. Reincarnation. What human being was your pet in a previous lifetime? Master Reincarnationist E. David Scott will tell you when you call this number. Just answer simple questions with your touch-tone phone. $1.95 per minute for entertainment only. Under 18, get permission. Call now. Learn who your pet was as a human in a previous lifetime. QFTV has got music, movies, video roundup, throwback, Vintage Frankly episodes, and so much more. So hang out, chill, nightly, at quitefrankly.tv. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we are back. We are back, and we have. Hold your. Her her audio is connecting. She's connected now. We are I back. Can't, I can't hear you. Hang you can't on. hear me? I can't hear you at all. No, me? I can't hear you. Hang on. Hold on. She's got it. She knows what she's doing. She can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Yes. Can you hear I me? I can't hear you at all. Fuck. I can't hear you. It's all right. Audio settings? What the yeah. fuck? Yeah. Audio Why? settings. That's where you no. go. Oh. She's here. Okay. You heard me. I can hear you now. Oh, wow. Okay, I did it. We did it. Welcome, oh, Lauren. My, oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. I, you know. It's all right. It would be a normal day, I guess, if I didn't have uh, a million technical difficulties. So no, it's, it's it's fine. It's it's great to have you on. It's been a long time coming. Thank you. I I think so, too. I'm stoked about it. Uh, sorry. I'm, I got very... Uh, 
if you're like me, then any kind of te- any kind of technological right. blip, if you're like me, any kind of technological blip is enough to almost yeah. ruin ruin the the world will crash down in a second. Yeah, it's it's I it's kind of funny though considering despite having like a show and a website and do like I feel like I get worse with tech as it goes on, but uh I was trying to download uh Zoom and it kept blocking it saying it was like a like it was not a um acceptable download and so it's like oh my gosh because it needed to update because i guess the last time i downloaded it was when i was still working in 2020 for like a contractor and it was like well it takes me it takes me way too long to try any new technology and then once i get used to that uh i troubleshooting has always been a, a pet peeve of mine but you know uh, it, 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 at least we do figure it out and we stick with it. And let me ask you this. Um, yes. what, what did you think about this article with the cognitive fog? Because I think it really ties into the kind of work that you do in particular. But this this post-2020, it's easy mm-hmm. to see why there is a spike in people's brains being fried. But do you think that this trend actually started before 2020 they try to focus in on 20 to 2023 but uh, th- there's something going on uh mentally with this with this was world prior to that too uh, it i certainly think that 2020 was it was it my are you turning on my audio wait what's the matter no my microphone keeps turning itself down why what is uh, it is it okay uh, yeah you, 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 you sound now <laughs> you sound fine now <laughs> I'm literally watching like the like it keeps going. I don't know what my computer is like haunted right now. I guess anyway. So oh I'm not going to touch anything anymore. Hopefully it works. Right. Uh, but so I mean, 2020 was a huge onslaught of information. Everyone was kept in the dark for a long time, and then uh, you know, kind of all at once. Uh, some might say by design. You know, if you're a conspiratorial type, uh, that it all happened at once to be chaotic so you just had to kind of accept whatever you were told uh which for me fortunately was kind of when i was going through a bit of a like a sentience renaissance almost you know um, Mm. becoming self-aware you know at the ripe old age of 30. so um but but i I think there probably is a correlation with 2020 but i don't you know i I don't think that long COVID is the culprit here i think it's uh just the media landscape had already shifted dramatically over the last i don't i don't know i wasn't really aware for most of it but it seemed to have uh sh- started to shift very dramatically like 2015-ish uh once trump was considered like a a major contender and it had already you know it was already the way that it was before but uh by the time we were in 2020 we were in full just fever pitch throwing anything to see what would stick hysteria and once you accelerate to that point you can't let off the gas because everyone has information fatigue you have to keep upping the ante and i think the just stress of the initial uncertainty that we all had you know when faced with um, the prospect of you know is this actually something is this not we were getting all of those you know psyop videos out of china of people like laying dead in the street which you know looking at in hindsight should have known better but we didn't you know or some of us didn't i didn't to be perfectly honest so um and i think a lot of people are just kind of checked out they're just tired and i think that it's really easy to blame something like long covid because you just want you know if you do get sick it hits you really hard because your stress your stress is up that affects how sick you get and you just like let all of the energy you did have just deplete 
So I, you know, I, I'm not saying that there isn't such thing as, you know, long-term effects from whether it be uh, gene therapy or the, the, you know, virus itself, who knows? And who can say, because a lot of the things that uh, are, are indicative of, of long COVID tend to be, you know, it's a very wide net they're casting. You know, th- oh, do you have brain fog sometimes? Do you sometimes, you know, get sweaty palms? It could be long COVID. Might not be, though. I you know. know. So, I know. And, and you, uh, know, you know, you had mentioned something there that I think is really important because I, I do believe that there is a... The primary fatigue is with overstimulation that, oh, uh, sure. you know, the, the information fatigue, the, the, does the disaster fatigue. I mean, that, that, that mm-hmm. really predates COVID. I mean, they run the disaster cycle between gun violence and, and the envi- climate change environment. I, mean, we, Huge. I think one of the, I think one of the most significant, uh, pieces of work that James O'Keefe did before project Veritas kind of imploded, uh, w- was when they had that guy from CNN talking about how they were planning on replacing people's COVID information fatigue with uh, climate change rhetoric because they knew that they could really ramp that up and get that, you know, get that viewer base all fire- fired up again. I, I thought that was so significant, and I feel like people kind of let it go pretty quickly. Well, but it's also very easy to let things go because there's always new stuff coming in. So exactly, yeah. but do you know the other thing there too is in the, in the, within that three year period. We got a lot of intelligence um, agencies, not even just ours, but you know the, the Canadians, Australians, um, that were pretty much saying that we're we're going to use COVID to to test out compliance, yeah. and and also yeah. they rolled out so many um, so many mind control programs right there to test compliance and and everything else, sure. and so I mean it's 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 crazy, but you know. You brought up something there. You brought up your uh, your sentience re- uh, renaissance, and you know, like many people over the last ten to fifteen years, I know uh, you you had that clarity that cut through the proverbial fog at some point. So I tell me did. something, because I didn't. I don't know the side of you. What kind of life okay. did you have prior? Uh, you know, before you found yourself on the path that you're traveling now. What sparked it? I want to know the exact moment if you know it. I do know it. Um, I, I, so I, I try to start writing. I'm, I try to be as concise as possible. I tend to fail at that pretty spectacularly. But I was trying to write it out earlier. I ended up writing about ten pages. But the attempt at a long story short here is my early developmental, I guess, stages. I tended to place a lot of value in the fact that at the time I performed without really any effort better than most of my peers in school and was put in the gifted and talented program in second grade oh boy and i i i know but i put a lot i put a lot of my like personal value in that which is you know pretty unhealthy to do uh as a child but you know i didn't know any better and I, I wasn't I wasn't really sentient then. And, and that continued on uh, until I went on to college and I majored in English because I was good at it, which was a terrible decision. But I, I kind of immersed myself in, I was actually looking at some stuff earlier from a critical theory uh, book of mine from college where I was writing in the margins about Western constructs and treating, uh, you know, colonialism as positions, uh, positions the non-West as the other, uh, creates the an in the true, which is 
which means Western ideas are placed at a higher value, obscures reality in a way that legitimizes Western privilege. I mean, like these are notes that I was taking in college. And I was also very lazy. So I did not really spend a lot of time engaging in that. I just learned how to regurgitate it very well back to past tests and exams and things. So I would just, I became very good at saying exactly what I was taught, which was that kind of stuff. and again, I placed a really high value in having a, an upper hand, I guess, on people in conversations. And I, I became a, a nightmare. I, I was an actual meme where I, I came home from like a semester, you know, comes home from one semester of college and knows everything more than the rest of the family uh, and starting fights with everyone. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was an actual nightmare and was like unironically sharing like bless their hearts because they, you know, they've all forgiven me for my transgressions. But, uh, you know, like I, I would take articles about how people who graduated from college would vote Democrat because they're so smart. And I, you know, I I was that person because again, I didn't put a lot of effort into it. I was like equally intellectually lazy as I was just kind of regurgitating what I thought other people said that sounded smart. And then when I left college that continued on, but I replaced, you know, that intellectual stimulation that you saw in that book there uh, with the likes of John Oliver and John Stewart. And I kind of equate, I equated the snarky little quips here and there that are usually non sequiturs and don't have anything to do with the actual content with making points. And again, I'm not claiming to have been a a super genius then and fact the opposite so i would repeat the kind of snarky things i would hear and that was enough you know i didn't have to i didn't have to think too much i i discovered beer a couple years ago as a bartender and like you know i was just having a good time but um my family of course was not terribly happy about that and i i put them through hell i was not really a good person in my 20s i made a i made more bad decisions than i made good ones i feel like uh but they kept showing up and kept loving me even when i undoubtedly did not deserve it. And I think that made all the difference. But I do know there's a very specific moment in the timeline that was the, the you know, the levy broke, so to speak. And uh, it was Hurricane Maria, of all things. And it's uh, spans a couple of years. But in September of 2017, if you don't recall, uh, there was a massive hurricane category five that hit uh, Puerto Rico and just devastated the island. And uh, it was, it was awful and they didn't have power. People didn't have, like, there were, I think about 2000, I, I don't know the final death toll, but it, it just, tons of people died, lost everything. And, and it was, it was chaos. Mm-hmm. And of course the media machine did what it did, what it always does. And of course, immediately started blaming Trump for not doing enough. And, on September 17th of 2017, I posted on Facebook, a Facebook post that, again, <laughs> this ended up being a red pill for me later, but I tweeted, and I quote, our game show host president, which I had heard like John Oliver or someone say, and I thought, oh, ha, ha, game show host, that's so clever. So I repeated and I said, our game show host president is tweeting about pro sports players, referring to Colin Kaepernick, while Puerto Rico lies and tatters. Priorities, right? And it got probably like 30 likes on Facebook, which at the time was like, I like that I placed value in that because I thought that people perceived me as being smart and funny. And that's what I, you know, that's, that's the dream, right? That's what you want. 
Lo and behold, uh, over the next couple of years, a few different reports would come out from Puerto Rico. It should have been a, a you know, kind of a tip off at the time that the uh, mayor of San Juan was getting daily t-shirts printed with political messages on it while she's claiming that they just didn't have anything you know she was she wore a a shirt that said uh i think nasty on it because trump had called hillary a nasty woman and this is when she's like we don't have anything we don't have power we don't we like what are you doing and she's getting t-shirts printed to wear on you know cnn and they had the warehouses of water and all that stuff hidden away well, that so that you know, that, there was also that uh, there there was several different instances of that, but the major one actually didn't come. There was a they found about twelve different tractor trailers full in 2018. They found a runway full of water and like baby supplies that had just rotted away in I think mid 2018. But the one that got my attention, uh, and this is embarrassingly late, was in January of 2020, right before COVID. It was perfect time. The you know stage was set. It was a perfect time, uh, in which they found just a massive warehouse. And of course, I wasn't really paying it too close of attention to the news at that point, but somehow, some way, I don't know, that got in front of me and I read it. And then I saw where they were referring to those other previous instances of just complete fall apart of the chain of command and of, of officials there taking care of yeah. the people and, and, and arguably letting people die because they would rather score political points and wear their fancy printed t-shirts on CNN. And I felt a really deep sense of shame because I still remembered the way that that Facebook post had made me feel like three years before. I still remembered it. And I could have done what I always did before then and just kind of ignored it, stuffed it down and and ignored those. But I, 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 allowed myself the just grace of processing through that feeling shameful for having I felt so superior over something that I knew absolutely nothing about and at that point in time I was already kind of I guess coming around and not just flying off the handle if my parents were trying to talk to me about the things that I thought Mm. Uh, and I I decided at that point in time that I was going to, uh, to to do better you know, so it must have been really, uh, really amazing <laughs> after all those years. I mean, however you get to the party, you get to the party. It, it, well, it, it must have been great for your parents to have stuck with you. And and if you say oh, yeah. if, if there's all that friction and stuff, that must have been a wonderful relief to it, see it eye was to a eye. Huge relief. Uh, my, I, I owe a lot of it again to it. They just kept showing up and loving me in spite of myself. My stepmother, who we lost early this year, but she would do this thing that was so effective and uh i didn't even realize how effective at the time but when i would go off on my tirades she would never lose her temper she was a uh police officer for like 15 years and then moved to being a trauma nurse in talladega county alabama she could she was the most level head in the room no matter what was happening and so she would never lose her cool at me she that was it didn't phase her at all but so i would go off on a tirade i'd be like red in the face and crying and all that and she'd just go well lauren why do you think that Mm. (laughs) and i couldn't tell her and i would get mad at her because i couldn't tell her i'd be like you don't you just don't understand you don't get it and and she would just ask me why i thought the things that i thought and i swear that did more and you know 
She had to put up with a lot of abuse for me. But um, you know, you know something right there. Are, but it was so effective because I did not know. It's the, that's that is what <laughs> is so uh, crazy about the media today, which is why mm-hmm. they they freak out uh, as as we become more decentralized and as independent mm-hmm. voices start doing their own thing. Well, yeah. Because it's really not a matter of rocket science. We have been so <laughs> the information has been so poorly managed uh, on purpose Apparently. the most mm-hmm. it, it, it all falls apart if you ask remedial questions mm-hmm. and so you really just need to make sure that people are so uh, disgusted with each other that the thought of even conversing with the other side is repugnant mm-hmm. like you want to throw up because if you have a decent conversation all of a sudden you uh, you, you realize that the you know the, the curtain just comes falling down let me ask you this though because <laughs> this brings me to your creation um, mm-hmm. you've aggregated <laughs> a categorized news index pretty much that helps make legitimate connections whereas where mm-hmm. people if for any amount of time wouldn't be able to see it uh, between people organizations events that otherwise may seem random or unrelated um, mm-hmm. when you know, well, I want to I ask you when you started this project uh, and I want to get around to that, but what you just said there about Hurricane Maria is, reminds me a lot of what Brandon Strzok from Walkaway told us all when he first started mm-hmm. Walkaway, that he was just as, you know, anti-Trump, anti-Republican, anti-blah-blah-blah, whatever, uh, walking mm-hmm. the liberal line until he put two and two together of that the, that the media... There was a concerted effort there to lie profusely about Donald Trump making mm-hmm. fun of uh, a, a disabled reporter. And he just realized that, okay, this is a verified lie, and I believed it. And if they pushed this knowing it was a lie, mm-hmm. then what the hell else is a lie? And I, I, it really only takes one little tiny thing. So now you uh, We were talking about that earlier. You know, I mean, that that was not, you know, that wasn't... I would say that probably I don't even know what I don't know now. You know, I I thought I had a was getting a good handle on some things, and now I I just accept that I don't know anything. But I'm working on it. You know, it's a work in progress. Um, but it was enough. It was enough to never just want to take a big hysterical media frenzy at its word ever again, because I I did not want to feel shameful. You know, or, or like I had. I don't know. It was it was a it was a feeling that I was not uh, used to uh, experiencing, and it, I just I didn't like it, so I wanted to avoid it. Uh, and, but now and, digging and, is okay. job digging is your job now, which is yeah. which is amazing. It's just like to to go into to yeah. to, to to be con- uh, see how contrarian the truth really is, and uh, it, it's just really crazy. You know, when did this really become um, the, a, a personal project of yours? Um, I know well, you, you're streaming now. Did the streaming come before the uh, the in the archive that you created no okay well yes and no all it all that was january then covid right like immediately after and uh i worked for for a government contractor at the time as a a financial data analyst and so we went to working from home remotely like at the beginning of march so the beginning of march i am at home at that point in time no one really knew what was going on and so i actually celebrated my 30th birthday uh which is on March 30th. We like we were sitting like, you know, a part of the table cuz we didn't know. Um But so I I do have a a skill that I I didn't realize that I had or I had a I, I guess a a knack for 
data analytics that I, I never had recognized in myself before um, entering the workforce and realizing that I could automate half my job and no one would be the wiser. Uh, so when everything was very nebulous and all over the place, I decided, you know, one night just sitting alone in my apartment that I was going to go around to all the different areas where they were reporting COVID data all over the place. I was going to collect it all together. I was going to crunch the, num the numbers the best that I could. And I decided I, I had like maybe a hundred 50 followers on Twitter at the time, you know, like I just, I joined Twitter again to talk to people that were not my friends on Facebook because that turned out to be an absolute shit show. Yeah. So, you know, talking to people that, you know, so I, it was just a place to like talk to people and honestly, but I had the thought, well, maybe someone else wants to see this. And so I posted that thread on March 9th of 2020. And as the kids say, it went insanely viral. Uh, I had like my phone was like melting down because I, I had all my notifications turned on because I never got any. Uh, I didn't know at the time that like it had been retweeted by like Donald Trump Jr., um, Sidney Powell. Like I didn't know any of these people either, you know? And I mean, I still don't know them, but, uh, and it got like, like 16,000, it was insane. It was insane for nobody, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that was fun. Uh, and I still had plenty of spare time because, again, I had automated half my job and my employer didn't know. So I, I just started looking in because people were like I had I had a small platform virtually, uh, like literally, actually overnight. I had a small platform and people were like, keep doing this. You're good at it, please, because no one there was there was no. What data? What, what data? Yeah. I, I probably saw this thread, but what data in particular were you compiling in that first thread about COVID? Uh, I, I took the first 20 cases, the locations, the dates, which really, realistically, putting dots on a map at that point in time, it was already a wash. Yeah. Uh, but, but I did, I plotted it out. I looked at the uh, reports that they were giving for the comorbidities, the people who had died, had uh, where the locations were, and, and just kind of plotted it out and, and just to see. And I, I made a, a prediction at that point in time that actually ended up kind of expanding on uh, a lot further but i just i just said i think it's been here a lot longer mm -hmm. and i think people i i think people knew now uh and waited personally i i, I genuinely believe that an illness was circulating in late 2018 and if you actually go back and study the discrepancies between what we report as flu and influenza like illness which is a big secret they don't want you to know there's always kind of a, a gap between what they go back and label as flu, which could be anything from diarrhea to coughing, uh, an actual laboratory confirmed flu. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are major discrepancies that began, uh, and you can kind of track it seasonally between the Northern and Southern hemispheres. And right before uh, the fall of 20, uh, 2019, rather, Australia had their worst flu season ever. It was abnormal. It lasted longer. People were experiencing kind of like, you know, little bit like weird symptoms not necessarily it, it didn't have a higher mortality rate but it was weird it was noticeable right and and then we did our our flu season in 2019 started off very oddly and it hit kids hard because they were all in school and so when they were like yeah kids don't seem to get it like later on it was because they all already had it in my mind again i, I can't prove this but I, I firmly believe it um i had friends i had friends who were convinced that they they were sick with it for uh in mm -hmm. in november and december 2019 uh it, it you know uh, uh -huh. whatever the hell yep. it was uh that's just it's 
it's, a, it's just a rough it, it, was, it was rough you know being yeah. actually ill it's does not it's never fun no good it's not fun uh but it's you know for for most people unless you had i think the average person who died with covid uh had five comorbidities yeah including covid so i you know I, it's certainly not just like oh sure whatever they were gonna die anyways but you have to you know take things in perspective that if it wasn't that it was going to be a flu uh but there was also a massive discrepancy i mean we all saw the the flu data plummet <laughs> and, yeah, immediately just disappear yeah. where did the flu go it's a mystery to everyone so then when, uh, when, but, when, you, when you took this now and then you and then it, you expanded outside of covid because now you're the data I, the database is huge so well I, I i then looked into who i i made the mistake of asking the question who is tedros cabreasis who is the director general of the WHO, WHO and, the, and and the rest is history because after that i made like a video in like early april of 2020 it's really fun to go back and watch it now because i have like just like a panic stricken look on my face and i'm like it's this the tldr of it is me essentially going i don't think bill gates is a nice person <laughs> you know i'm like oh i don't think he's nice y'all because you know again it, all of it all of it's new to me or was at the time and uh, still a lot of it is new to me so so i i wanted to come up with a system to start keeping all of this you know i had i developed like a absolutely indecipherable like folder system that didn't work and i i kind of became obsessed with an idea of creating an index where i could plug in information uh tag it and pull it up very easily but also not have to spend all my time trying to figure out where it is in my folder system or having to name files or like it just I wanted I didn't want it to be super cumbersome you know I want it to be fast and efficient yeah and I I worked on developing the the index that I have now I really I, I really really did work on developing the idea for probably about two years I got very close a few times and then realized that some things that I thought would work to implement it just simply wouldn't and I'm sure that there were plenty of ways that I could have done it but you know it's I was one of those things I kind of figure out what worked for me uh, and I, I studied uh like the w3's like schema for language and how to categorize things from the top down rather from the bottom up you know i'd want to hyper compartmentalize things but then if something kind of crosses over into something else it's in that folder should i take it over there so uh i created a system that works for me okay. and works how our brain actually works because you take in an information to all kinds of different topics all the time, you know, you don't put it into one folder and that stays there. So let me say, uh, let me ask you this. Now. Let me ask you Sorry, this. No, 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 no. No, I understand it, and I, I, I'm trying to, and I'm also. I feel I feel very strongly about it because I've worked my ass. I on, know, and I feel the passion. That's why I'm trying to I'm trying to steer it a little bit because I want to I want to create this okay. the bigger thing here. Um, so you got you got people. You start you start with uh, Tedros from the WHO. You start mm -hmm. realizing, oh man, this uh, Bill Gates here. Uh, but is are you? Well, I I, I realize immediately after that that the bill and melinda gates foundation was the second largest funder of the who second to the united states and how much say he had early on and you know the dots started connecting so when there you start is. seeing people connecting to um how did you start how do you index people that are connected to organizations that are connected to events uh, like for, for for example event 201 i'm sure you were able mm -hmm. to really jump into all of that um oh, oh, yeah. but even okay. even little things okay. like i don't know hollywood starlets that are thrown from 27 uh, 27 uh, story uh, balconies right. and stuff. Do you have things like that that are all over the place? I do. Uh, and, and 
there are there's kind of two broad sections of the site as far as information or it's, uh, it's i don't even know if anyone looks at my site i made it for me and i publish it because it's ten dollars a month because i found a very effective and cheap way to do it so like you know if anyone looks at it cool i made it for me <laughs> basically um but but i have a section for an index of again like people places organizations whatever and then i have a section that i just i think i just call it the archive for videos transcripts pdfs articles and things like that and i have a way to uh, tag articles where i tag the um the publisher the author because i've gleaned some very interest interesting information accidentally off of that i tagged the author who published it when it was published um and any sort i have like a tagging system of you know hashtag epstein or whatever uh so that i can pull it up quickly but also the program I use, which is Obsidian, which is free, by the way, uh, you can search the entire thing, any text. So even if I don't have it tagged properly, if it appears in there anyway, anywhere, it will still let me know. So if, it, if I type in some obscure name that I don't think about twice, if it appears in there again, I will still know and be able to connect those dots. You see, it's very powerful. The, the, I gotta very say, powerful. I gotta it say, does a lot of the work for me. I, uh, I, I did have to set it up, but it does the work for me now. Yeah, and I, and I got to say something before we go to break here. Um, <laughs> this is something that I have always said. Oh man, this is something that is needed. Like something like this, because anybody can do it. It's easy. Yeah, well, I can teach you. Well, no, 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 no. I can't. This is too tedious yes, for me. You, this no, is, it's this not. is something no, that's in your. No, it's not. It's easy. I told you that I was lazy and repeated what other people said instead of forming my own thoughts for the first thirty years of my life. Yeah, you but know, like you, it, but it's easy. At the same time, Lauren, you also it's had easy. this innate gift to go and do this kind of data analysis work for for the government. Uh, so I mean, you yeah, already I, had this you know, in you. In hindsight. So I know. I it just this is something that really is no like call. in some in some inside of some. Here's the thing for me. But, but okay, but you have the you also have a gift of doing this too because you do the same thing. You just don't have a system for it. Right. I pull it from my mind. Whatever is left. Yeah. Because you, here's what if the thing. you had what if you had a system that you could plug it all into in less than thirty seconds? Well, oh well, I mean, I guess you know. Yeah. It, if I want to process something in there, it takes me less than a less than a minute per any item I'm it takes gonna, no it takes no time i this is something that was needed uh, you know i was saying i started anybody realizing can do it i can teach you it's the easy. year in review pages at, at the end of every year and and this is mm -hmm. what i'll leave off on before we go to break um the year in review pages that are published at the end of every year that really gives you a breakdown of all the headlines that that went on month by month so when you're in december mm -hmm. you go and you look back hey what was going on in february of this year it's mm -hmm. just it's incredible how much we mm -hmm. forget you know, oh, yeah. it's incredible the details that are lost within gigantic stories of things like Spygate or something. And it, mm -hmm. it, and it also reminds me of uh, of Eyes Wide Shut for a little bit. And I'm gonna I'm going to leave off. I've on... never actually seen that movie. But oh I man, honestly, I know what it's about. I haven't seen most movies though. So it's almost Eyes Wide Shut. See, you want to talk about something that you want to get in on an archive with? You want to you want to talk about occult? esoteric symbolism, something that every oh, sure. every scene is jam-packed with something that you would go into a massive rabbit hole, Lauren. You gotta do it, but hold right there. <laughs> I'm gonna mute your stream and we're gonna go on to okay. uh, into our intermission. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you know, we're, we're dropping off of all of our, uh, our affiliates and going over to pill.net 
Um, I have both uh, all of the uh, the, th- the things that you need. The the links that you need are in the description of this episode, um, for especially on Rumble and on YouTube and on uh, Rockfin. I tweeted them all out there. There's a direct foxhole link, um, and then of course, if you just you know if you. You can also go to quitefrankly.tv in a pinch. Uh, if you want to figure out all the registration stuff later on, you can also register through the uh, through the, the, the chat room there on quitefrankly.tv. It's all powered by pilled.net. But please, go directly to pilled if you already have the link. I've been sharing it all day. It's going to be a good time, and we will be right back. There's no paywall. There's no shenanigans. There is no censorship. Let's give some. Yeah, just, just a, yeah, a little shenanigans, especially with, shenanigans. with Lauren here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we will be right back. Ado. Pill.net is proud to host Quite Frankly TV, exclusively on the home of free speech. To continue watching the show, we are here to help you over to Pill. If you're new to the platform, just click on the welcome link provided. It will then walk you through signing up for your free account. If you already have a Pill.net account, Follow the link provided directing you straight to Quite Frankly's stream. We are excited to have you join the Pilled family. And if you have any questions at all, please email support at Pilled.net. Enjoy the rest of Quite Frankly TV on Pilled.net. Free speech lives here. It's intermission time, folks. Time out to press the like button. Thank you. Please We'll be right back. Yeah, intermission. Frankly. Quite 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 frankly, how dare you? You like Pantera, Lauren? If 
I, I don't think I could name a single one of their songs, but I think I do. I think, I think they're okay. I think they're all right. Think... What's like, what's... I can't really hear the music that you're playing. Like, I can hear like a little snippet. Of can you hear I'm this? I'm sure I know them. This is their version of uh, Planet Caravan. Sabbath, I believe. Anyway, I just... Uh, I, can't, I can't really hear it. So. Oh, well, I, I usually, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's lovely. Usually it goes through. But, you know, I was going to say... Um, I was going to say I wanted to bring up the uh, the eyes wide shut thing, but just in a second I want to go make sure I take care of all my super chats. We have a couple that are here from uh, on Rumble. There's one we got from Sallyon. It says thanks to you both for oh, getting nice. together. I love her. Some uh, uh, some bitch told me her little cat is a fed. Uh, her she her is. graph is the encyclopedia of the future. We knew her when. Yeah, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you have a very, very important bit of work that you've done so far, and I'm glad that it's it's come up in this uh, in this way. And I and I here's the thing I wanted I wanted to bring up with the whole uh, with the eyes wide shut uh, conversation. It reminds me. You'll see when you see it. But the night after Bill Tom uh, Tom Cruise was exposed at the party, and I'm sure you get that much there. Uh, the the night that he's exposed to the party, he notices he's being followed, and he picks up mm-hmm. a, a a newspaper, and he. I've re- read the synopsis of the movie, so I, okay. I don't, so I know that, what happens? So that he goes into this coffee house with this newspaper, and in the paper, there's a small section dedicated to the tragic story of a dead beauty queen, which turns out to be the girl who offered her life for his at the party. Well. Mm-hmm. That always made me wonder just how many of those seemingly inconspicuous blurbs are actually very large pieces to other puzzles. Right. And, and, and what you do in, in, in many ways can be a repository for those often overlooked uh, tidbits of information that, that can lead to far bigger rabbit holes. Well, I think I've developed a pretty effective system but realistically, anyone could take their particular interest. There are already again. I kind of came in as a blank slate, and like towards the tail end of 2019, going into 2020. So it was kind of you know, I'm playing playing catch up, and in, in, in so many different ways, I'm so ignorant on so many different topics because there's just you can only learn so much at any given time and actually retain it. But um, you know, people who have not been just kind of regurgitating things they heard on John Oliver for their entire lives, uh, you know, and have just so much knowledge, but, you know, could put, and anyone could use this kind of system. And Mm. uh, my long-term goal ultimately is to essentially do a function of what GitHub does, where you can pull other people, you can fork other people's repositories, add it to your own and, you know, adjust it however you want to, to create a system of sharing these files because it's super lightweight my entire index is less than a gig uh it's it's designed that way for a reason uh to be able to you know you could have uh, a collection of as many people who wanted to you know uh, collaborate with it you know all of this information put together and and just at your fingertips for less than like five gigs worth of text files no it's the the, the, the idea the fact that i wanted wanted something future proof and something that could be transported and and replicated very easily absolutely posterity back up very quickly in case of a a, you know a shutdown or a a cancellation yeah 
yeah, as yeah. it were. I've done I've when done you, that a few times. When so. you think about doing work for poster, you know, for posterity's purposes, mm. it's 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 one thing to find yourself a nice, secure company with a virtual server and all that. It, 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 there has to be solid backup to all this stuff, though. Oh, that's, yeah. that's the only real way to really keep it uh, to keep it sure. intact. But you know, there's other things you've jumped into here, um, other mm. dives, other digs that you've done that I really really appreciate. And one, of course, I have people in my life who really really still do feel very proud about being uh, you know scouted and inducted into tag or gate programs in school but you mentioned right. that that was a, that was a really point of, a big point of pride for you as well but yeah, you, placed, you did I've some placed, dives as a child how else do you value yourself oh i get to go to a special classroom and read books that my my dumb classmates can't even pretend to read you know you know when you're a kid you don't think of things in any sort of respectable manner you know and so, so that was my it, schematic it, of the world was i'm better because i get to go read cool books and go on field trips that they don't get to go on so in your awakened state <laughs> what did you find when you start doing digs into tag or gate there, there's so many acronyms now but uh what did you find right. when you did some digs into that because I, uh, I i did i think we were digging into this a little bit around the same time and probably uh, i found some really well, incredible a, things there was an interesting reddit thread i have it uh i have it right here it was like the it was kind of the catalyst for it because i had never really thought about it again i thought it was a pretty i mean it, it was a common thing i and i was not quite as unique and special as i thought i was because apparently all of us had the same damn experience within this program but the gate program uh was at least in part designed to help identify people who might have a could, could might be put on like a career path to go work in government uh so it's like the same thing they used to do around uh, like mormon colleges that used to be a huge like hotbed for recruiting for uh, three-letter agencies they kind of stopped doing that now because three-letter agencies value different things than they used to but th they used to go to like byu to recruit the cia and fbi so yeah um, th they were kind of creating a different sort of funnel you, from uh gate like the gate program for a bit do you have the occipital bun I don't know. That, I don't think, what, what is that one? That, that's the that's the, uh, the the bump on the back of your skull. It's like a Neanderthal trait. That's yeah, a, I do. Okay, so they, they they here's what they said: blue eyes or hazel seem equally common. You have blue eyes. I have green eyes. Okay, hazel. well hazel. Okay, occipital bun. You have those two. Uh, yeah. th did you have any birth complications? Like weeks yep. weeks early or not breathing anything like that. I, I was born early and my lungs weren't developed. Probably. Wow. Okay. Uh, wow. In an incubator. No, I'm serious. It was like a real. It was a freaky thing. Well, okay. We so here's the fourth one. Near death experiences, particularly drowning. Any of those? Yes, I almost drowned in a kayak. See, how does how does how can that be? I don't be? know. How can something like that be? It, it, it genuinely crossed my mind that I was going to die in that kayak. I had I had the most clear cut thought, and it was just I'm going to die. And then I didn't, obviously. Um, but no, yeah, almost. I felt I genuinely thought I was going to drown in a kayak because I got flipped upside down and trapped underneath a log. So. Do you remember <laughs> in your gate classrooms that the windows were covered? Yeah, there was no windows. What about tendency to feeling like you've been followed or abductions or tracking? You ever feel like you ever get followed or? No, no. No. Okay. I don't have that. Uh, uh, maybe I'm just unobservant, but no, I don't. I don't have. What about being uh, having any kind of experience with law enforcement being lenient with you, especially during like chance encounter? No. No. Yes. No. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. that's crazy. You you hit a lot. You hit a lot of those big ones. Yeah. The smaller ones are. Um, 
the smaller ones are are, are different. There's other similarities, less common, uh, like heavy, uh, like forehead scars, early speech therapy, migraines, no. me, whatever. I don't, I don't get headaches at all, unless or, or I, I know my, I got one migraine one time because I got exposed to like a super intense strobe light, and I feel so terribly for people. I, I didn't understand them until I had one of my own, and I, I don't know how people who have migraines frequently exist to be honest i don't know how you do it i know so. i know i have fr- I, have, I have friends the only time family. i ever get i get hangovers sometimes if i drink and that's about it i'm very lucky in that regard i get bad hangovers this is why i don't drink but um so yeah. you, you know when i looked into this uh lauren it was a it was one of those situations where um the audience started sending in stories this the, the stories mm-hmm. started flowing in and mostly mm-hmm. the, you know there's a lot of benign stories positive experiences but others they did feel like they were followed their whole lives um there was there's a lot of those stories being transported off school grounds in blacked out vans um sleep there was a, there was one story of a sleepaway didn't camp didn't have any of that <laughs> well the the sleepaway camp experience thing was weird because there were hmm. sleepaway camps for this, and somebody had called and said that uh, they experienced lost time where they woke up in a place inside this facility other than where they fell asleep, and that's that's the kind of that's the kind of shit. But these are the you're, you're talking None about. None of that happened to me. But just for the record, <laughs> that I know of. But what about no, pre- I, we? I had the same. Uh, we moved a couple times when I was young, but we the school system that I ended up graduating from and, and you know as a senior I entered when I was in third grade and from fifth grade through the end of my participation in that which I think ended in like ninth or tenth grade it didn't go all the way through for at least I think they like cut the program to be honest because I was out in the country and you know there's no gifted and talented kids out in the country uh, but I had the same teacher the whole time and she was a she's incredible and was like a really I mean, she like had a still has a very strong impact in my life, but she was like, I think she like, I mean, I know she was very protective of us and like took good care of us. So, um, because I read, I read ahead like a nerd in our class. We were reading the book, um, Lord of the Flies, and I, um, I read ahead and I found out that Piggy gets smushed by a boulder. And I had never read anything like that in my young life and was like, I had a, a proper freak out about it. If you've never read William Golding's Lord of the Flies, it's it's. I was actually thinking about making that one of my twenty twenty four book club picks. It's. I mean, it's it's an important read, but the like the lovable underfoot bumbling character dies. They a lot of them do. So you know, spo- sorry spoiler, but I like came to her and she like helped me process through it. And she was like, you shouldn't have read ahead. I had like a whole thing. I was like, I don't know. I was, this is so before that moment, that moment in time, it's like a, like Island adventure story, you know? So I was excited to read that. And then, um, I don't know. I had a really, we had a really, really good teacher. Um, but I, no, I didn't, I never got like thrown in like a van or anything like that, but there are, I don't, it's kind of like, I don't know how much of that is like, you know, you read a horoscope and you kind of ignore the parts that don't apply to you, yeah. but you pay attention to the parts. I don't know how much, it, but it w- it was very uncanny. And I honestly had never, until I saw that Reddit thread, I had never um, really co- like thought about it again. I thought about my teacher because, again, I was with her for like eight, 
nine years of my formative years, but uh, well, it would make sense yeah. if, if it were. But, but I had never really thought about it again until then. So I started looking into Gate and, and looked at that it actually was kind of like a, a funnel program. So I was like, how much of this is true? I don't know. Well, I know that there's there's some kind of uh, there's some aspects of it that can see if you have some predisposition predisposition to working in government or any kind of mm. administrative state but mm. the other thing there too is uh, there was also a big precognitive study aspect of it where people were talking about being shown the flashcards with the different squiggly lines and the number like what's going on in the beginning of Ghostbusters um, yep. so uh, do you remember any of any of that going on there that was how I got into it so they did the precog stuff with you and, and were it was you like I had, to, I had to like look at like slides and like tell them uh, like tell them I don't know but I don't I don't remember I was in second grade I don't I don't remember it really I remember going into that room because it didn't have windows and it was like uh it, it was like very different it, nothing like that had ever happened to me in school before uh but I, I don't I remember some of it and I, I was told by my mom that it was an IQ test and that I was did well on it so um i don't know but i don't know but they never told you how like many shapes and stuff i don't know yeah but you didn't <laughs> see the shapes the fact that you if you got any of those right you know that's a, a hidden power inside of you that is communicating information you you can't see with your eyes lauren that's huge i don't know i don't know if that's what that was i might be misremembering i just remember shapes and stuff i don't know what it, i don't know if i was actually looking at it or if it was like something else i don't know i don't remember that well that is like a i was seven and i'm 33 now so there's a the big age gap. Oh, there is. Well, you know, let me ask you this. And I have a terrible, another reason why I have the index in general is because I have, I have the ability to hold on to details and fixate on them. But I also have a memory like a goldfish where I will, I will just be sitting there trying to come up with, and I can't. So the index fixes that for me. It remembers for me when I don't, uh, which is great. Cause yeah. I don't, I don't have a, I don't always, these connections don't don't like just snap to me all the time. They don't you know? stick around too long. No. Well, you know, well, that, I mean, the, the, that's like, the same the for me. Long form stuff does, but you know, you read a one off article about someone falling out of a like you said, like an heiress falling out of like a hotel or whatever. You like you don't think about that again. But if I if you happen to plug it in, tag it, put the names in there, then you would. Well, I would I would again, be able so. to like I use Spygate. I use Spygate as a, a um. As an example before, back in 2017 mm. to, uh, you know, the spring and summer of 2017 and into 2018, I could have rattled off uh, at least three dozen names uh, tie and I'd be able to tell you the agencies, the ranks, the dates, what was mm -hmm. going on. And uh, over time, you know, one scandal, one scandal gets gets replaced by another that is also mm -hmm. so involved and and the crimes are so intricate that you just lose and, it and all. the and the overlap seems so significant to you but because there's overlap it gets very murky very quick yes and like you, who and was and wasn't involved with what and what time so again my thing does that for me and you can um you can set up different uh it's not sql but it's close to it it's kind of an adapted version of that where you can run queries that will auto populate tables for you automatically uh put a diagram together for you and you just like it just does it well you know let me let me Great. expand on the uh expand on that too um the, what we were just talking about with gate and and just and, and mm -hmm. what's going what's going on with just programs and mental uh these especially sure. the psychological programs there would always be 
there'd be programs and activities to help introduce students to government related simulations you know there would always be mm-hmm. mock mock un uh we would do all types of mock scenarios to learn how civics works i mean that's just that's just yeah. very common but mm-hmm. if you want to hear something that really piqued my interest recently i really want to hear what you have to say about this i told you i was going to sure. read it for you a close mm-hmm. family friend um mm-hmm. her child received a group assignment in her high school recently it was called the creation project and i would have written it off as nothing more than just maybe one step above model un because it's talking about mm-hmm. creating a whole new civilization no, this is on a completely different level and this is a whole other level because mm-hmm. it's something it, i i if it it had such a heavy emphasis on creating a new religion with rituals mm-hmm. and a the creation story and rituals and to perform them. T- take a listen to this. Here's the, here's the executive summary. It's two quick paragraphs. In this project, you will conceive. This is from a, an honors shapers of the world. It's called this is shapers. a high school assignment, y'all. Yes. This is insane. Shapers, it's called. Uh, in, in this project, you will conceive of a society emerging from chaos. Cut off from any cultural roots, it sets to be primitive, futuristic, or apocalyptic. Your uh, conceptions, I, which I think is great because I believe right now we are both primitive, futuristic, and apocalyptic at the same time. Um, and we are in chaos. And it's all because we don't have a common culture. Your conception must consider a time, place, people, conditions, and environment in its composition. For this imaginary society, you will develop a creation myth, a system of beliefs and worship, and uh, perform, this is the big thing, perform a sacred ritual representative of that system. Overall, in the written material and the performance, the project should establish a convincing internal logic, i.e., there should be no obvious inconsistencies between society's circumstances, artifacts, belief systems, and rituals. Here's the last sentence. There is a German art term that means something close to a total work of art. Your project must meet this criteria because your creative process combines different forms of art into a single cohesive whole. Students have been grouped randomly. This choice was purposeful. It is an attempt to simulate the uh, to uh, simulate the circumstances of a new society that must develop a common cultural foundation to survive and thrive. Now. That is such a monstrous endeavor. It almost create seems, your own religion and rituals and perform it, children. It seems like it was set up to be to to fail. Uh, well, number one. Mm. Uh, but but the ritual aspect being so front and center. I mean, that is just mm-hmm. incredible. And this is they say this 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 shapers course is somewhere along the line of a tag or a gate like program. Now it's because there's all derivatives now. And I, just, I, I read I read about what it is, um, and it it is essentially it is um, it, it it's focused on uh, deconstructing the development of Western civilization uh, and analyzing from antiquity through the Renaissance and exploring art and philosophy of that time frame, um, and so I assume that's kind of what the goal is there which was honestly one of those slippery slopes for me in college. And it's one of those things where, of course, analyzing things critically is, is incredibly important, but you can pick things apart until they no longer make sense. And you're not even actually looking at the thing you wanted to be looking at. Uh, and I, I've, 
I don't know where the line is, but it's these kind of projects. It's uh, the shapers uh, of the world or whatever the program that this is. It's considered a it's a college level interdisciplinary course. It is something that young adults in college would struggle with, much less a high schooler. And it's something that stuck with me. I don't. But your uh, your Lauren said that this member of your family had hidden participation in this and from from her parents in school until after she'd already turned in her assignment which well, i found very concerning well because um, yeah and, and, and it's, it's creating like an intentional rift because she just didn't like it was uncomfy well i asked her i asked her too when when when, when lauren had had said give given this to me she said you gotta take a listen to this uh what somebody mm-hmm. that we knew uh, was was doing in school and i know this somebody and i said wait a second so and they they went along with it. Did they tell so you know it, members of your family and friends because very Christian uh, mm-hmm. go, go to go to service every every Sunday and and mm-hmm. to and here we have it's part of the performance um, of this this uh, project here. Listen to the performance requirements. Ten minutes of perform. There's writing requirements. Uh, which you need graphic representation of your pantheon, uh, divinities, spiritual center, holy places. Like it is very, very centered on on religion and 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 faith here. Um, but well, no, because it refers to it specifically as your creation myth. Yes, which also plants a seed of doubt in, or you know, the real relationship that one would hopefully be developing with God Mm -hmm. at that point in their life, Uh, which is very easy, you know, as a teenager to be like, to, you know, to be thrown like, you know, I was, I didn't, I didn't find God again until I was 29 years old. Um, So like, it's very easy to get thrown off that path and something like this would very easily do it. Well, yeah, because it's encouraging. It's, it's actually putting you in a position where you're saying, well, wow, I just created a religion that's just as intricate as my old religion. Maybe that was Mm -hmm. bullshit too. You know, and and here it is. uh, Here's one. Here's the performance requirements. Ten minutes of this. You use your. You have to create a sacred object. You the use of your sacred objects as symbolic of the society's belief in mythology, and then the original music. You have to provide original music that demonstrates its power to enforce rituals, and then uh, song, dance, instrumental music, chanting, and here's the last one: a memorized emphasis on memorized rehearsed and meaningful enactment of the ritual. I saw a video of this, of what mm-hmm. they did. Uh, outside, walking in a circle, they created masks. The kids, they said, let's create masks. I was like, oh, wow. I said, whoa. I said, that, that. And yep. I, I was not surprised when I learned that she really did not uh, tell much of her family until it was all over. Because I, I, I couldn't wonder believe if her, it. I wonder if the teacher encouraged them to like not, you know? You never know, um, but it just seems like that's another thing that we've seen uh, from twenty twenty. I have on. a lot of respect for good teachers. You know, I've got some. I've got some family. You know that that teach, uh, and so don't get me wrong. But there are some real bold educators out there who have absolutely. I mean, we've all seen it. Have absolutely no problem saying, "Just keep this a secret from mom and dad." You know, you can trust me. This is your safe space. They wouldn't understand. Yeah, they wouldn't understand. They would freak out for no reason. You don't want to cause that, do you? I, I wonder what kind of... It makes me want to... Anyways. 
I mean, it's it's just. But, so, uh, did you see down below, uh, underneath where it says the the possible? It suggests uh, possible focuses for your creation myth, and it there's a, a a suggestion for fertility and birth. Yes. Yes. Is that appropriate? I I don't think so. I don't. I think mean, so. is that, is any of it appropriate? But uh, yeah. Well, I, I guess that's a matter of hey, uh, virgin births, or you know, the the Pachamama, or anything that's go, you know, those South American tribes. It's very, very uh, fertility centric, especially if you are coming from sure. uh, pagan religions and all that. And I, I think the thing that was most important or interesting to me off the bat was the fact that there would be. Um, there's admissions and there's pitfalls built into this. The pitfall, of mm -hmm. course, what we were just talking about is if I am a uh, sophomore or a junior in high school and I suddenly have just created a religion that's just as intricate as my the one I was brought up in, then suddenly there's mm -hmm. that seed of doubt that perhaps, you know, this is just as as frivolous and meaningless as well, something else. I, I mean, but, I don't know about everyone else's experience by that point in your life with with the church in general but my 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 faith in god was steady you know up until it wasn't because it was it just always had been but my my like you know learning and and developing an actual relationship with god again it wasn't really occurring then and it was very like shallow and like i hadn't done any of the work because i never really had felt the need you know i was a teenager yeah i wasn't i wasn't into that at that point in time so there's probably a perceived kind of shallowness of faith and, and church that's not really there, you know, for you later, <laughs> you know, once you actually, again, become sentient and develop and things like that. But it wasn't there for me as a teenager. That's why it was so easy to fall, you know, just completely out of it. Well, there's another, there's an admission baked into that. We're on the other side of that, where you say um, that there's something... Well, for for example, when they say that you have to pull together and create a society, a culture that is going to be able to thrive, I and mean, that 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 a mm -hmm. single culture that people are able to stick together is the defining factor of whether or not a civilization is going to be able to survive and thrive through its infancy into something How do you else. Grade that even though I don't know, but at the same time, if you want to talk about somebody making up its own religion. And this is multiculturalism has been pushed oh, as sure. this, has this religion of the last mm -hmm. however many generations that that this mm -hmm. is the, our strength. Multiculturalism is our strength. They know it's mm -hmm. a weapon because ultimately the admission is baked right into here. If a country is going to if a nation is going to survive, any group of people is going to survive. There needs mm -hmm. to be a cohesive centralized culture that nobody there's there's flexibility for fashion and style but as far mm -hmm. as what keeps it all together they they know that multiculturalism will kill a civilization and meanwhile they continue to deliberately introduce that they know they're killing it so it's it's really a, it's something else because i you know uh i don't i don't need to know the teachers to know the, what they probably how they probably vote in this particular district so that's really I, I something don't think it's i mean i certainly do think that like political figures seek you know to push multiculturalist kind of uh policy and or laws or just you know give amnesty to you know whoever um but specifically in the academic and collegiate sense which is actually specifically stated in the mission statement for this uh shapers program uh, is for a it's, it's for deconstructing western civilization and so was my critical theory course and so are the rest of them and it's about deconstructing colonialism 
Western world and, and planting, er eroding any sort of um, pride you have in your homeland because you've sat there and again broken it down to the sum of its parts and then broken those down to the point where you like none of it even makes sense anymore but you hate it all yeah uh and and so it's the 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 policies are pushed by politicians but this is a lot more deeply rooted uh where you might uh you know fundamentally disagree with you know you you might say hey maybe we shouldn't have a bunch of uh, illegal people flooding our cities, which a lot of people are having that reckoning right now. But that other seed is still there. That deep hatred for Western life is still there because it's something else entirely. Um, it, it's very easy to be a bleeding heart until you're forced to be a bleeding heart when you don't want to, right? Yeah. Uh, but th- it, this is, again, this is plan- it's, it's deconstructing Western civilization's development from antiquity through the Renaissance specifically, which is like a beautiful time in like, I mean, it's, it's incredible that we're any of us are here. So it, it like, I, I just wanted to like make the distinction because when we're talking about what kids are being taught, it's something much more deeply rooted than, oh yeah, just love everyone. It's it's so, it's to create a, a hatred of everything that you come from uh, and to tell you that you don't deserve it because of privilege, uh, which again, I was actually, I have not opened this book, I don't think since I like finished this course, but I was actually, shocked at how many of my margin notes and for my critical theory course were exactly that talking about um like they're like talking about like you know using blackface to like you know the oppressors and and it just it was insane i mean obviously you know i'm not i'm not justin trudeau i don't go around you know put thrown on blackface but like just like it was so textbook literally in my textbook that i was writing on the margins it, it actually shocked me how because that, that was back in like 2011, 12. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was, you know, it was a it was a five thousand level course. It was like one of my capstones, but it's uh yeah. It in, in 2010, I remember broadcasting in in 20, 2010 around there. We were in our first studio mm-hmm. at the time, and I was no. I was no real lefty that I knew of, but I was just, I was caught in the current of the culture where I I had not really, it wasn't until about 2011 that I really started saying, okay, you know what? Uh, I'm, I found some, some aspects, some chapters of the truth movement that I started getting interested in. Then I started Mm -hmm. reading the constitution. Then I started, started getting in history in general. And I, uh, I remember, I remember at first when, when Obamacare passed, People would call in. There was a few people that called in. This one woman, Marisol from New Jersey, she called into my show um, uh, one night right around Obamacare passing, and she expressed complete uh, disgust with with the program. And she was mm-hmm. saying that she was trying to articulate how this was going to be a bad thing, and it was going to be a, in a huge invasion of privacy and uh, medical. The cost was astronomical for most families. Right, right. It, but but for me, in two thousand ten. Where I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just like what I'm like, like 25 years old or something. Mm-hmm. I was, I was very dismissive, and I said, "Oh, Marisol, come on." I said, "Listen, what can you tell me? What I had what could possibly I, go wrong?" I had this in my head. I, I actually used the line, Lauren. I said, "I don't understand what is so bad about making healthcare free." I actually, I you, I, I, I used that. And your that brain logic. expanded ten sizes that day. I you was solved it all. I was just so. I, I was so yeah. above everybody. It's just so simple. Yeah. It's free, you know. Well, but, but at the same yeah. time, like you said, it, it's self-loathing. 
there's there is a suicide that is built into it a, a civilizational mm-hmm. suicide it's altruistic mm-hmm. in nature and mm-hmm. it's but then we have the nostalgia because then we I want to talk about how nostalgia plays off of this it's the last thing I want to do with you here tonight um, on Friday night <laughs> Friday night I was at a I was at a football game for a uh, my nephew who is um, he's graduating high school soon it was a very big homecoming game for him and I saw you tweeted about replacing all the cups in your house with those classic with the, with the red cambro cups yeah. yes those ruby red cups that you would get at like pizza hut and diners mm-hmm. all over the place back yep. in the day yep. and i said and i re- i replied i replied well i'm hanging this over my bed and it was one of the pizza the pizza like hut the lamps stained glass pizza hut lamp <laughs> but there's something about that lauren we got to talk about because nostalgia can go too far golden age thinking can go too far Mm -hmm. it can pull you out of the present and all that and i know how it could be detrimental but i do think that there is a uh there's something else there that points to something much deeper that there's a difference between overdosing on nostalgia and resisting growing up and mourning the world that was tied Mm -hmm. to the red ruby red pizza pizza hut cups um i want i want to talk to you about that because there's a uh, another something i want to throw into the mix how do you how do you um how do you balance off nostalgia and looking back to the past and trying to trying to stay connected with the things that you know were good for far better reasons far more deeper reasons than people say oh nostalgia is just shallow you don't want to grow up anymore what do you what do you how do you balance that out well I, I do get very nostalgic. Uh, don't get me wrong, um, but I I had a very I had I was so blessed as a as a kid and as a teenager and really into my like young adult years where we didn't have really any major tragedies in our family and we were all together and we all went on our like yearly beach trip that we all complained about because everyone got sunburnt and was cranky because we were just all crammed into like a little house and all that i was very lucky for a lot longer than most people are and had loving supportive parents uh and loving and supporting step parents who i you know consider just as much an extension of of my core like they're, they're just they've they're they're there for me uh and i don't know if it's quite the same thing but over the last few years um i've had some tremendous losses in my family and had not ever had to deal with processing through that ever really before you know we had lost like a childhood dog uh and that was incredibly incredibly sad and affects you very deeply but it's not quite the same thing as losing uh, your your mom mm. or your granddad, which I lost uh, my stepmom and my granddad very you know within the last couple of years. And uh, I think I don't think I get, I, I I wish I mean obviously you know would love to turn back time, but I I'm so grateful that I had so much time that I did that I don't know I don't I don't know if I get too caught up in nostalgia, but I know a lot of people do. Uh, 
I think that one of the things, and it's it's actually kind of ironic thinking about the the creating a, you know, a new world in that like ritual. I'm about to. I'm sorry. I get very weepy. I don't know if you ever watched the show. I will just burst out crying at any point. I have a lot of feelings all the time. You're don't talking about worry. So you, earlier, if, I have all the feelings. If you start, all the time. if you start crying, no, I just, I'll know. I'll just I'll just pick up. I'll just start call. I'll I'll start just no. start talking so you can cry. No, I'll just I'll just boohoo right through it. It's fine. Um. I think it's good to feel things, but I just, I'm just, I'm very grateful for what I had and I was very lucky and I recognize that a lot. That's all. Well, uh, but I think that I don't, I don't, I think about what made it so good. And I do think that it's, it's, it's pretty endemic in millennials in particular, uh, because we had a pretty catastrophic world, you know, nine 11 happened during like most of our kind of developmental uh, I think I was 11 on 9-11. Uh, and after that, the world shifted so dramatically. And we were also kind of going into the like, uh, the like technology started ramping up like immediately after that. And it was just, it all, it all, it, it accelerated so quickly in so many different ways. Um, that I always kind of just waited to see what the adults in the room, you know, said was coming next or whatever, because I had no idea because I don't think it, uh, most people didn't. And I, I find myself still sometimes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 33. I turned 33 in March of this year. Uh, and uh, I still sometimes find myself waiting and looking, you know, when are the adults going to show up and, and get this shit straight? And I, you know, I had a, I just probably sounds pretty stupid to some, but I like had a, like a pretty profound in my own little dumb mind like realization that like oh it turns out i like i am the adult in the room yeah. and i swear it took me until i was like in my 30s to realize that but i think that the only issues that i see with getting caught up in nostalgia is is you're never going to get back or recreate what you had but by refusing to look forward and realize that it is up to you're, you are the adult in the room. You're the one in charge. You're the master of your fate. You're the captain of your soul. The whole thing, right? Uh, but but more than that, you know, the there's a... I don't even know who said it, but there's a... You know, wise men plant trees whose shade they know they'll never sit in. And we really are, like, from the ground up in so many different institutions, either tear them down and build build new ones or or, or gut them entirely. Uh, and, and I really... There's not a whole lot of work being done for those kind of things. And it can be it can happen on a small scale, in a local sense. You know, rebuild a you know a, a, a some sort of like community based thing where you get your just neighbors together more often. But it, it there's no there's, I don't you know there's no Deus Ex kind of thing that's going to happen in my mind. You know, I don't I, I, it I could sure I'd love to be wrong on that, but it, just kind of realizing that. I guess by holding on to, I don't even know if this is answering the question, but by holding on to that nostalgia, you're not going to allow yourself to realize that you're the adult in the room that needs to make sure that you're creating, you're creating a society that will give that to future kids. You know what you I mean? Are, like you, I want, you're saying I want it. kids to have more than me. Yeah. No, you, you, <laughs> so. you, 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 you answered it perfectly. And, and, and that's why I, I wonder about, because I think it's more so, I think when, um, the, where, where it gets really s sad Especially when we look into, because it's all really tied into everything we talked about tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, the the trauma of the times. People mm -hmm. are a little bit zonked out. It's a little bit hard to process information. But at the same time, if I woke up tomorrow and it was like February of 2020, 
I swear I would be like, oh, wow, okay, yeah, it makes sense. That was a weird, weird night's sleep. That Like, it does feel like a time warp. Like, it's November of 2023, and it does not feel like it to me at three all. Three years? I think no. a lot of... It's, it's, yeah. it's three years did not go by. It, it, I really mm-hmm. do believe that every, 20... It's, it, it affected, a, like, all of us a lot more deeply, I think, than will be realized for ever. Yeah. <laughs> really. Yeah. So, yeah. And, 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 and you know, I think what it is now there, too, is prior to 2020, it was a lot easier to have your... Um, it was a lot easier to have your, your nostalgic... I don't know, uh, traditions, uh, without this feeling that you're in a liminal space of some type, uh, some yeah, type like uncanny Valley kind of thing on Unc- something like that, where you're just like, you know, that you're here, here's, here's a tweet. And this is what we'll, we'll leave off with. Okay. This is from truth stream media. They said this a couple of nights ago. It was around the time that I saw your, your message, uh, your tweet about the red, uh, cups from pizza hut. Uh- they're just good cups. They're good cups. No, yeah. they're great. But they are nostalgic. And every everyone was saying Pizza Hut. Like, remember when Pizza Hut was good? When it was like you would go have your birthday party there? It's like, yeah, that was like 1994. I loved it. <laughs> you know? I loved it. We even yeah, had we had one. Uh, yeah. They tweeted out this, a um, of a definition of a word called Kier. It's K-I-E-R. It's pronounced Kier. And it, mm. uh, it goes, as, it's a noun, it's an ill-fated attempt to reenact a beloved memory years later, returning to a place that once felt like home, only to find it now feels uncannily off, uh, like mm. walking through a wax museum of your own childhood. I definitely say mm. that feels a very liminal there. And then this got a response from a man named Andrew Evans. He said this. I went to South Texas to visit family, and I drove by where my grandparents' farm used to be. The house has been bulldozed, and there is a neighborhood built on the ruins of my great-great-grandfather's legacy. My folks didn't even wait a month after my grandfather, my grandmother died to sell it off. They put it on the chopping block and licked their fingers clean after they butchered it. They didn't even have to get that money for it, that much money for it. Uh, there wasn't even a moment of con- uh, conversation about future generations of how much a blessing it would have been for them. My myself included. I looked on the past so fondly, I detest the direction our culture has taken, and I long for days long since past. And I, I, I'll tell you, Lauren, when I, when I read that, I said to myself, I know exactly what they're talking about. Now, I don't, I don't have any family farm to, uh, to look after, but there's mm. been other, other situations sure. close to that. And it, it, it really does feel like, at least for the time being, there is a throw the baby out with the bathwater uh, everything for the right now kind of a decision making and and you have to remember that as uh, stark as that, that may seem there are a lot of us out there that do th- forward think forwardly about how we can create that kind of really good warm feelings that you and I had when we were growing up with our families and how can you create new traditions and and and, and really invest that kind mm-hmm. of um, that outlook on the world, that, that life is good and it's full of magic for yeah. kids who are coming up in a place that has now been literally bulldozed in many ways. I mean, they're bulldozed, everything around the, the, the history is coming down. Um, they're bulldozing, but we got to find a way to, to create a, uh, a rock wall of some type. So what's your final thoughts on that as we go into the night? I'm going to leave you with two white pills on that. Um, I think that we tend to interact with people. I, I, I know you have an incredible uh, viewer, community viewer. I always, it's fun. You have a great group of people that hang out with you and talk with you and 
work through things with you. Uh, and oh shit, where was I going to go with that? I lost my two white pills. Two white pills. No, I know, I know, but I forgot uh, what the first one was. Let me give me like ten seconds. I'm sorry. I'll get it back. Hold See? on. Goldfish brain. Wait a second. Hold on. Let me put on the. Uh... I can put some elevator music on for a second. No, okay, okay, sorry. No, I found it. I found it. Yeah, oh, back. she found it. No, Hold on. But but we all tend to kind of uh, exist on to some extent, you know, in a kind of a, a digital world. Obviously, we all have lives and things going on elsewhere. But we, I think we all like all tend to probably be on the internet, uh, which is a series of tubes, by the way. Uh, we we tend to be on the internet more than than a lot a lot of people are, and I think that because we all share that we probably share a lot of other kind of dystopian dissatisfaction with things the people who are out there there are so many people that are out there still doing those things and still you know planting trees for shade they don't expect to sit in they're just not on the internet they're out there just you know doing it there's plenty of people that still live a life like that i promise you there are yeah and uh this is kind of separate to that but i you know uh so we were talking about kind of the the catalyst moment the red pill moment whatever you want to call it um i will i will forever and i was telling this on the phone earlier i will forever probably maintain a, a sense of just profound optimism mm -hmm. for the future because i know how I know the person I was and I know what the hell that I put my family through and I know the way my brain had been completely hijacked and I know how deep I was in all of that. And I know that it took one split second to eventually undo all of it. That's a big white pill. And if, and if that can happen for me, look at me now, you know, I'm a, I'm a real life internet grifter. No, but like it can happen for anyone and it could happen rapidly. And I think that the thing that I, the thing that I've become obsessed with kind of is, is, is trying to kind of find those moments of, you know, sentience and trying to f see what's effective, see where other people kind of share those things. I like, I study, I study these things, like, like running back like NFL tape or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. study the plays, like what works and what doesn't, because we need to stop doing this stuff that doesn't work. I don't care that some comedian's wife flipped off Trump at a UFC game. I want to talk about this stuff and it's like, and, and come up with plans because again, we're the adults in the room and we're going to, we have to fix it, but it's, we can do it literally. Yeah. Like I, I will. I, maybe I'm delusional. Maybe it's like a coping mechanism. I don't know. But I firmly believe that, and it takes. That's it, and it's done. It, it cannot be undone because because once you see it, you cannot unsee it. There's no going back. So I love go. that. I love that. And you know, the, the, we are the adults in the room. That is uh, that, that that's definitely a mantra that needs to be brought forward. It's true. It's true. Uh, I I still I I want to be I want to like I yes called my dad the other day because I I had to go to the pharmacy and they were only open for like an hour on Veterans Day. My dad came and picked me up and took me to, you know, I still act like a kid sometimes because I'm like, dad, if I don't make it, then I don't. And he's like, all right. He came and we went to breakfast. It was great. Uh, but like, realistically, in other ways, like, I, I, I realized, and I, this was not too long ago, I just realized that I kept waiting for someone else to show up and do the job that I maybe I should get my hands dirty and do myself. So. Hey, you know what? I don't. I don't blame anybody for uh, coming to <laughs> coming to those 
conclusions in life, especially since it is it's ingrained in everybody's minds from very very young young uh, age now that that is how the entirety of society works. That there is going mm-hmm. there. Oh, there's an agency for that. Oh, there's a there's a government department for that. Uh, you oh, know, I didn't trust the government, but like there's always. I, I think it's a lot of. But that's the ultimate uh, adulthood. Most of the media I consumed before I just kind of stopped. I, I don't like movies and shows. I think they're boring and weird. Uh, but. I like was all like like there's always like a hat like the the even if it all seems lost like it's all gonna work out uh that's not gonna you know you can't gotta separate that kind of surely surely it can't all go to hell surely yeah it can yes it can i don't know (laughs) i'm just trying to i'm just trying to remember that that i'm the adult in the room and i need to act like it more often so that's it well you know what you have you have a you have uh gathered a really really great audience every night that you go live yeah no they're 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 wonderful (laughs) they they are very very supportive i um i'm happy to have had you finally on this show for a first time i'm sure it's the first of many and uh and uh and, and i hope you uh you go back to your tribe with a uh, good cheer from ours and then that you, you that you come back soon and, and send send shoot a single yeah. signal flare up if you ever need any of our help okay i will so then what do you got coming up next where, where can people go and find you do you have a i i don't know i don't know if i ever remembered your your broadcast schedule is it set uh well you know, uh, yes, I, I do three shows a week. Uh, you know, I I want to do more, but realistically, I am a, a I would rather try to. I'm I'm still trying to kind of cultivate what it is that I do now, mm. and I want I would rather get that exactly where I want it before I try to take on more or do different. Like, so I do three shows a week, uh, and I'm, I'm just a critter on the internet otherwise. But I do three shows a week: uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Uh, you know, I miss one every now and then. Sorry, uh, but uh, it starts at ten nine central and goes to about midnight ish. Sometimes way later. It just depends. And uh, the it's because I I just like discussing stuff with people. I like not feeling like I'm losing my damn mind when everyone again like that. Everyone losing their mind the other night about like UFC or whatever. I'm like, who the fuck cares oh, Pardon my yeah. friends. i'm sorry yeah. like who cares who even cares the reason why this is a big deal is because you're making it one and you want that sweet sweet twitter ad revenue like get over yourself you're making the problem that you're claiming is a pro- like you're talking about the, the bill pow- the bill Burr the thing most power- yes like the most yeah. powerful thing you can do to really any celebrity or even like in like if you don't like me just ignore me the most powerful thing you can do is not troll me because i will turn you into content ignore me don't engage with me that's you know what a, I mean? Yeah, well, you That's know the what? most powerful thing you could do. It's and still a great people thing. People cannot resist. It's still a great thing to to have that kind of a uh, a setup there late at night. It's a whole new energy at night, and I I can I see. I love it. Night uh, yeah. shift is the best. Night shift is the best, and even though I'm yes. kind of I'm kind of like the doorway into the night shift from seven to nine. Still, yeah, t- see, perfect. To, yeah, ten to twelve. Central time, man, oh man, that's what I love to hear. All right, well, listen, Lauren. I usually ramble for the first thirty minutes, anyway. So once you know, once y'all get done over here, head over to me, and I will probably just be getting started. To be yeah, honest, well, so. you come, come, and, and come you, on over anytime. You play off the audience very well too, so that can keep you going. That in itself can keep you going for hours if you have a good uh, a good chat room uh, in front of you. We so, always do. That's it. It's amazing. That's like I I I couldn't, wouldn't, and would never do it without the people that come to the like hang out. I don't I think they're just they're incredible people with a lot of knowledge that I don't have and I want it. So Yeah, it's a big it's, it's a great. big It's great to compare notes and kind of figure out where the gaps are. A big group yeah. download there. But uh Lauren yeah. 
some bitch I know. Thank you so yeah. much. I have all of your information in the description of the episode, and uh, I hope this is yeah. the first of many, my friend. Awesome. Yeah, I had a great time. Okay. Have yourself a good night, and uh, have a great broadcast tomorrow. Bye, everybody. There she goes. There goes Lauren. She's hanging out over there in Central Time. We're in uh, Eastern Time, as you know. Well, it's 8.53. 8.53. Wow, we really, we uh, we ran the uh, ran the gamut with her. Well, there's just so much to discuss. So much to discuss. And, you know, I was a little nervous tonight about uh, about the, the she, she's, well, I'm not nervous about talking to Lauren about, uh, about SBIK, but, you know, this is the first night of bouncing off. That's a big leap of faith right there. And it's something again I do because I love I love this show and I love uh, love the audience and I think that um, that we have the leeway to to really experiment with things that could only increase the way that we do things, uh, increase or it, it increase the allowances for what we can and cannot do. Um, so it was a big night for me, big night for me, and I also would like to just remind everybody that tomorrow. By around 1 p.m. Eastern Time, the full episode is going to be uploaded to Rumble and to BitChute, and maybe even Rockfin for archiving purposes. Uh, I'm going to have this uploaded to podcast tonight with no delay uh, in what is usually done. I really want to thank Pilled. I know that this is going to take a little bit of time for people to, uh, to, to get a hang of it, but it's really not much to get a hang of. Really not that much. Um, and, and I really do hope that that we start seeing we start seeing uh, everybody showing that willingness to experiment a little bit because if we are going into the, the future and there is any kind of responsibility on us to, to rebuild what has been uh, demolished beforehand, then we got to at least be able to show the willingness to jump onto another URL. You know, that's... Uh, that's something I hope we see more and more from people. I know it's new, but I hope we see it more and more from people. And um, I just really want to express all my my gratitude for you all. Let's go to the Super Chats. Quite frankly, superchat.com. Car Guys New England said, Frank, pretty smooth transition over to Pilled. Congratulations. I'm glad. I'm glad. And it's going to be smooth. I would never do anything that is detrimental to this show. And it's not. It's all really about choice, and it's not detrimental doing this. Detrimental is an individual saying, no, I'm not going there. Why? Because can't be bothered. Hey, come on. Come have a good time with us. It's two clicks. It's two clicks, my friends. Thank you, car guys. Stostube, thank you. Jay Britt says, first time I saw Lauren was her original appearance on Red Pill 78 with Methods. I said, this girl has it. Great show, great guest. She does. She does. She's one of those one of those guests. Yes, she's very rambunctious. But you can tell because she's got she's got the Ferrari engine. She's got the Ferrari engine. Okay, in in her in her 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 brain. I mean, that's that's what her brain is. It's the Ferrari engine. And it's going. It is often going. So, I understand that. She's got a uh, tremendous energy and of course, very very intelligent. Dooku Dan says, as recently awakened person, uh, could Lauren explain why some people are easily or readily duped or in some never ever fooled from the get-go or, uh, or they're harder to fool? Damn, 
Dan, I'm sorry I didn't see that. I would like to offer that up to Lauren, though, if she's watching. Why some people are easily or readily duped. I think a lot of it is upcoming. It is, 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 I mean, you think of what's really going on around us. There's a lot there that is with your upbringing, how you come up in society, who your parents are, because they were probably from a baser generation as well. So you think about everything after the 50s, the 60s, 70s, that started this trend, this real big trend of peeling back away tradition, traditional, um, traditional American thought, traditional American society. And from there, that creates a foundation at home. Obviously, they've gotten into churches. Obviously, they've gotten in, they've long since gotten into to, uh, to government and the media. Uh, they, they've gotten into everything. So children are coming up in homes. They're already uh, being influenced by people who have been influenced by uh, another generation that had been influenced by the original, uh, the, the original plotters. And then, you have, uh, and then you have education and peer pressure. Peer pressure is everything. There's coercion. Social pressures are incredible. And some people are just far more resilient to it. Some people really are. Um, you know, I've been resilient in some ways. In other ways, it's, it's taken me a long time. Taking me a long time where I, where all of a sudden you you think to ask a very obvious question and then um, and then it just nags at you and then it becomes a nagging suspicion and then a conviction it it's just odd and it really it really goes to it's applied differently to everybody because everybody's different and everybody has different factors and different layers of things that they're working against with what's going on at home. Some people are just coming up in a household where everything is very stable, where logic and tradition and things are valued, and they're just they're coming with the, they they have a, a head start. And then of course there are people who come from really great households and get indoctrinated in other ways down the line when they leave that home and all of a sudden they become a little bit more immersed in peer pressures that they they cannot fight off. You know, it just happens. It just happens. And it's, uh, I guess it's just about majorities. How can you build a majority? Jay Britt says D-N-Y-U-Z equals D-News. D-News. N-E-W-S. Okay. D-News. That's, man, that's, uh, that's shit. That's terrible. That's that's a terrible marketing decision. Katie Sky says, "Hi Frank, what is the name of that like a ghost song you played? The open your subscriber only super secret, just for cool people stream on Sunday. Who is it by? I googled it, but found a jillion other like a ghost. I really like it, and I need it on repeat. Oh, I'll give it to you right now. That is called." Let me get it up. It's called The Ghost by Trevor Something. Listen to this. Let it play out a little bit.
good. It's good. I love it. I really do. I really do. And I especially like the uh, the chorus because it's just it's just big and airy. It's like pre-chorus. Yeah, that's that kind of mood music. I can listen to that and just I can just start writing. Just writing, just empty your brain and just put it all on paper. That's the next thing that's going to come out of me soon. Finally, I'm going to I'm going to do that book I want to do. All right, Revolution, Revolution. He says, "Do your best and fuck the rest. In peace, Albert. You will be remembered by us Franklies. Love Rev." Do your best and fuck the rest. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Thank you for that. Thank you for that, Rev. Thank you for everybody. Uh, let me go to Super Chats over on QuiteFrankly.tv or Pilled.net. Here it all is on the Gold Pills. NJSF, thank you. Robert Sarns. Jesse81138. Love that bitch for real. Amen, says C. Blanche. Thank you, Porpoiseful. Thank you, Braves Piano. Pam D. NJSF says a connection yet to be made is the longer and lower airplane approach since late 2021 to you know what hmm so the, the, what do you mean the longer and lower airplane you think you think that it, that you, you mean it contributes to noise pollution and a general sense of disease because I I can I can totally see that and JSF says, they say it's to burn less fuel due to climate change. BS. Thank you, Boys Blanc. Thank you, Paulie9363. And JSF again says, no agenda has a treasure trove of 16 years of show notes with archived clips and web pages. And all of a sudden we lost. Uh, okay, Tempo, thank you so much. Tempo 420. Paulie9363, Sharon Ann, Reggie V, uh, Zoso Dudes has been watching Lauren on Saturday nights forever on Foxhole. Great guest. Warrior Biatch says, I don't know what I'm doing, but I bought these pills years ago and I love being able to kept, give it to Frank. Thank you so much. Chai Possum, Sean Joe. Uh, Palsy for Hope says great show Captain James says love quite frankly The Sentinel says great show Thanks for having uh, Lauren on QFTV She's talented and beautiful mind Molly, Artie and I uh, enjoy Enjoy greatly Let's see what else we have um, While well, we enjoy her podcast from time to time Loved her red pill moment uh, got a nice package from Paige today. Can't wait to brew it tomorrow morning. Oh, I love it. I love it. We just had a dropout uh, from my OBS over here, but I'm recording, thankfully, so hopefully this won't uh, this won't affect anything. Got a nice package. Thank you, Captain James. Slipping and sipping. Witchy Poo sent a whole bunch of cookies. Chai Possum. Conserva Chris. Captain Flint, Gorilla, Witchy Poo again, Conserva Chris. Oh, wow, there's a lot of people. Brew Bark says, keep on being quite frank. And we love some bitch I know, says Witchy Poo. 
Thank you, guys. Michael BKNY says, thanks for having Elle on. She's great. Anytime. She can come back anytime. I really enjoy her. Um, Chai Possum says, Frank, thanks for SBIK. Great guest. Bacon Slut, thank you. Some bitch I knew says, check your phone. Check my phone. Let me see. Check my phone. Oh, hold on. Here he goes. Oh, oh, sorry I rambled. Because of ego. Yeah, I can answer it easily. Frank, that's a whole discussion for a different show because I know exactly how someone can help someone through it in a way that is effective. Okay. Okay, we got to get that on the show then. Write that down, Lauren, please. And Homegoy says, it's been a while. Love your show and the fans. I love you all. Thank you, guys and gals. Um, I'm releasing the scratching right now. And I, uh, I really appreciate you all so much. And for the after hours, we have a tremendous, just a tremendous, let's see here. Hold on. We have a tremendous night of, uh, of music that's going on. So those, just stay where you are. And um, it's going to be Music Monday featuring Johnny Cash and Prince and Iron Maiden and Parliament Funkadelic. That and much more. I appreciate you. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you again for the wonderful show. And tomorrow is another day. I'll catch you on the flip side. Quite frankly, is film for a live studio audience. And now our super chatters, starting with Car Guys New England. Stostube, Jay Brits, Dooku Dan, Jay Brits, Katie Sky, and Revolution. To all of our wonderful, wonderful gold pillars, you are loved and appreciated. And tomorrow is another wonderful day, though it'll be a shorter one, because band practice will continue. All right, talk soon. Have a good night. Get to quitefrankly.tv and enjoy yourself. Become a sponsor so we can continue to grow this show and grow the network and grow the staff and grow, grow, grow. Thank you, guys and gals. Good night. Okay, Chief, take him away. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife.